This is alphageekradio.com. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. or not, we care not which, the casuals have taken control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. This is Sunday, the 5th of October, 2013. On today's show, Microsoft can't count. Get your Clone Wars fixed. Kinda. Everybody wants to pretend to be a YouTuber. The doctor mops up spillage. Yahoo kills Yahoo. And a comic book show finally has a comic book villain. All this, your calls, and more on this episode of Casually Hardcore. Let us begin with the aforementioned spillage. There's been a spillage. There's been a spillage. The Doctor Who episode... The Caretaker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, for those of you on this side of the pond, uh, the title would be The Janitor. Because. Was the title there? Well, I guess we sat on. No, but I'm no, saying. No, but I mean, that's people, what it is. That's like, what it what? means. Yeah. Because we don't really have a concept of a caretaker in the sense of a janitor. Well, I mean, I think when we think caretaker, you're thinking somebody's doing like lawn care or something right. like that. You no, know, like, actually, when I think t- caretaker, I think of someone who actually is taking care of you. Oh, yeah. You know, caregiver. Caregiver. That's a caregiver. Yeah. yeah, caretaker would be the, the person getting the care, I guess. Because <laughs> they're yeah. taking your take, care. And you take and you right. take and you take. Give me your and care. you give nothing back. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, indeed. <laughs> so this was an interesting uh, bit of television. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what they intended this one to do. It was clearly a Clara and Rupert yeah. episode. Yeah. Or Danny, it, excuse me. Danny. Danny. Uh, but it was, it was very, I think it was very Clara and Mr. Pink. Yes. Like, we're, and the doctor, and basically kind of. Where does the doctor fit in? Giving them a chance to finally go, okay, yes, you know something's up, and now you know why. What's up. What's up. So it gave them a chance to kind of meet for the doctor to show his utter disapproval because he's a former soldier. Right. and Really reinforcing it and beating yeah. to death this whole, this new doctor hates soldiers. Right. Which I'm assuming there's going to be some big reveal at some point in the season as to why this particular incarnation is so freaking anti-soldier. They're giving, going out of the way to give him opportunity after opportunity mm-hmm. to get down on soldiers. And there's a great little comedic bit where the doctor in janitor form mm-hmm. is interacting with Danny. Right. And Danny says, it lets on he's a former soldier because another person at school introduces him and says, oh, he, he knows about these things. He can help you. He did this when he was a soldier. Right. And the doctor immediately says, oh, he, he must be the PE teacher. Right. Yes. And Danny's like, well, no, I'm, I'm a maths teacher. So, so go, go. The bowls aren't going to kick themselves. I'm not a PE teacher. Yeah. I'm a maths teacher. And he's like, you know, I keep putting it in, but it just won't stick. I'm sorry. So, yeah. you couldn't possibly be a PE teacher. You're a soldier. Right, you couldn't possibly right. be a math teacher. You're a soldier. Yep. 
uh, whole who's on first moment there. Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, I thought it was a little... I mean, you know, and then Danny gets his chance to go back at the doctor by basically inferring he's an officer in an army. Exactly. Like he is, Later he on is in the episode. The yes. exact, uh, you know, epitome of what somebody in leadership in the military forces mm-hmm. would be. And, and that not, not with a positive kind of thing. No, nope. and that really gets under the doctor's skin then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, by the end, I think, you know, he kind of gets... They get to a little bit better spot yeah. where at least the doctor accepts because like not only that but the doctor is completely confused of who Clara's dating as well. He th- she thinks he's he thinks she is dating the English teacher who is who is very clearly like was was cast because he looked a lot like right. Matt Smith. They put yeah. him in a bow tie and everything. So the doctor has this very arrogant moment of oh clearly she's romantically interested in this guy who reminds her of me, me of course. Arrogant son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and that's what this doctor definitely has as well. Oh, yeah. In, in space. Yeah. He's completely arrogant. There's also, um, uh, I don't know, continuing. We have another glimpse into Misty's world. Oh, right. A little bit. Yeah. Where we see that she's not alone. Nope. We meet the assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of blows away one of the theories that. Everyone who's showing up in heaven or the promised land is somehow the doctor is somewhere responsible for, for their killing. death. Yeah, because the character who died in this episode, the doctor was not responsible for in any way, shape, or form. Well, he well, didn't stop it from happening though either, and, uh, and he it didn't happened. put it there. He well, didn't no, put it there, but he was trying to remove it, and he didn't remove it in time that's to a, prevent I think that's a, death. a reach. I mean, that, that, that the really... Well, I mean, what they've shown so far, though, is anybody that's involved in a situation that the doctor's involved in goes... Shows up here, yeah. or can, so can is, show yeah. up here. Is, all of them do. Yeah. We're going to figure out the part of the reveal will be, you know, what are the rules? Well, yeah, exactly. Right, right, yeah. right. But we've, we've, we see that... There's another person there administering. Mm-hmm. Well, who's died on the? Who's died though that hasn't gone there yet this this season? In Enter the Dalek. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two other members of the team. That's died true. And they did not true. show up. Yeah. Well, maybe because they were atomized or whatever. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. They, they, they were all there. They're just really small. <laughs> the, one, the one who did show up was atomized by oh. the antibodies. So. Yeah, there's, there's, oh, there's, there's doesn't yeah, seem to okay. be I guess there clear is. logic to it, okay. but we see that she has an assistant, yes. and there's a line that you, I think it was not a throwaway line where the policeman is realizing that he's dead, yes. right? And he says, "Oh God!" And the administrator's response is, "Oh no, she's really busy today." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, she's, you know, misty in the background, yes. walks out of a room in a long corridor mm-hmm. of blank right. doors, very and matrixy. Ignores them and goes straight on to her so the next thing. Yeah. Um, so continuing to lay the groundwork for whatever that will be. Mm-hmm. You have the MacGuffin of the episode, the Scovox Blitzer, which is the yeah. super powerful Robot-y. alien technology that he's Killing doctors trying to get rid of. It's yeah. A, it's the excuse. Super futuristic alien war machine technology sucks. Yeah, it <laughs> it's like that thing took forever to like, like unless it was point blank, it's like, nah, I'm not going to shoot. Yeah. yeah. I don't need these weapons. And it would all tensions ahead of time, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Problem. Solution. Like, Destroy. While while you're doing that, I'm going to be over here right. planning your demise. Or right. running. Yeah. I mean, by the yeah. time you got to the solution, you could be yeah. gone. But the... The interaction between Danny and Clara at the end, mm-hmm. um, it was very interesting. I think that, uh, you know, dramatic foreshadowing. Well, the, and dramatic foreshadowing was kind of the whole purpose of the episode was for Danny to, to see the doctor and Underst- call yeah. him out on his on his shenanigans. Right. 
basically just tell Clara there's gonna there's going to come a moment where he is going to push you too far. Yep. Yeah. He's gonna ask something of you that he, if he cared about you and was a friend, he would not do. Mm-hmm. But a commander would would not hesitate to do. So oh, yeah. now now you'll be on the lookout for okay when is that moment going to come? This is salted with the knowledge that. Um, the actress is leaving the show at the end of the show. Sure. In, right. in the, the Christmas special. Um, so they're setting up the the conflict. The whatever. Yeah, obviously yeah. at some point. And not only that, but she also kind of gives the look at the end like, yeah, I just promised that I'll tell you if that happens, but I'm but not going to tell, tell you, you that you. that happens. Yeah. Uh, the, because... Um, I'm, I'm sensing that they just wanted to have a different companion dynamic Mm -hmm. because we've had season after season after season of the doctor knows all the doctor will save us and the doctor does save us Uh and we're great we're best of friends right everyone and you know so it's always a tearful goodbye it's always a i don't want to part ways or whatever the case may be yeah Mm -hmm. and this is probably a little closer to how it might actually play out if or you, you just someone, get kind of fed up and go, oops. I'm done with this. And be- because of his alienness, yeah, he is really feeling his oats as the advanced being in this incarnation. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's, and, and he's not hiding it. He's, he's like, I'm not going to dumb things down for the for the silly balding monkeys anymore. Right. Uh, yes, you can tag along, but. Well, what he, about you is there to respect? I can't possibly respect you when you're so primitive. Yeah. And he's already proven through multiple episodes that we've seen so far that he is completely epitomizes that commander mentality because he's been willing to sacrifice people left and right mm-hmm. to get to the greater good. Uh, so that definitely seems like that may be the theme. I mean, this might be even a companion that uh, bites it because of something he mm-hmm. does. And well, she can't bite it because is it? Didn't they foreshadow that she was gonna get together with Pink and have future generations? Well, they're certainly heavily hinted at, yeah. but they've they've hinted that kind yeah. of thing in the show before and had it turn out to be something completely other. Right. True. Time travel also allows really wobbly timey different yeah, stuff to happen. I guess maybe he'll get pregnant. Who knows? Because okay. of exposure. What is this, Red Dwarf? Seriously. Yeah. Um. So mm. all in all, an okay episode. I think it's probably the one of the weaker ones so yeah, far this season. It was one. It was definitely not my favorite. No. It was okay. It had moments. It yeah. was just the the villain was a little like man. Yeah, the villain. Was it was just there to take. A and face. it was a very Did much. They really need a villain? I mean, if they just wanted to show the conflict between Pink and the Doctor... I think they need because a big part of the story was Pink observing the drastic change in oh, Clara, Clara. Right. Yeah, I guess when, so. when she, she was didn't. under his command. Yeah. Right. And she immediately became a soldier Yep. without realizing it. And, and he's like, I know this dynamic. I've seen this before. Right. Mm-hmm. She's the soldier. That's her commander. Mm-hmm. And she is unwaveringly obeying his orders and has no fear, total confidence in him. Okay, I'm in familiar territory now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think I guess. Maybe they just could have chosen a better... I mean, I know they wanted something throwaway. Yeah. They didn't want anything there that was going to had to be an, ex- an excuse for the doctor to be ordering Clara around. It's just the robot yeah. was And an dumb. excuse for Danny to be able to save the day. Exactly. Right. And how, he, how Ghostbusters was that backpack? Yeah. By the way? Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it also gave them a nice... 
the the highlight of the episode was the doctor playing the role of the caretaker, interacting yes. with the students and the staff and doing that. That was the And fun also part. setting up a possible future companion, the the problem child. Possibly. But uh, she kind of whiffs it at the end by puking all over the TARDIS, so <laughs> it's uh but it's I, also it's very telling that the doctor is kind of scouting for a new companion because yeah. he's getting tired of of dealing with Clara. Well, in this one, I, he's so. Well, I think he's, he, a, he's I think reading the also the writing on the wall that maybe she may be on her way. She's not as interested any yeah. longer either. Well, um, in this he in this previous incarnations, he's been able to infiltrate pretty well. It's almost like he didn't even want to. Like he wasn't even trying to like fit in. He was trying in. to annoy Clara. Yeah, that's, that's all he was to really do. Because right. he wasn't really trying to fit in. I mean, they, he successfully infiltrated a lot of places previous. Yeah. You, well, guys, you mean, guys probably wouldn't know this. Not did you, you guys didn't watch early, early Doctor Who, did you? I no. watched Baker a long time ago. I mean, I watched Dude. all of Baker. The headmaster yeah. of this school is one of William Hartnell's companions. Ian oh, Chesterson. really? Yeah, from oh. the very first season. Oh. Interesting. Look at the sign for the Coal Hill School. says Headmaster I. Mm. Chesterson. So they also may be warming up for an, an eventual encounter between... Uh, Possible. The Headmaster and the Doctor. Another reunion. I know they've got... Um, I've seen production stills bringing back another one of the old companions, Joe Grant, who we've seen... We saw in a Sarah Jane Adventures um, episode, uh, but have not actually seen in Doctor Who proper... Yeah. So we'll see if that how that pans out. Well, and I'm also waiting to see because I mean one of the big things from the 50th was the fact of the fate of Gallifrey. Right. And you know it was like, hey, we I now have a mission, and it's like, where'd the Where's mission the mission go? go? <laughs> Seems to have flown right out the window. Yeah. Like I mean maybe we'll get back to Thanks it. Thanks for the new point. regeneration set. Now I'm gonna get not right on rescue. Right. Right. <laughs> I know. Like the greatest regret of my life is actually out there somewhere, and right. I can possibly save it. Nah, I'm going to deal with this school thing. It's right. like, what? <laughs> the writers have gotten a little distracted. A little me. bit. I mean, and I think they also looked at it like, we need to we need to set up the new Doctor, so we need Which to is build And we're only, what, six yeah. episodes in? They the have car? time, but it's just kind of funny. Like, there's been no mention of that at yeah. all. Like, mm. Totally off the table. Um, yeah. All right, so changing focus yeah. to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. with its season premiere. Yes. Um... An actual name brand Marvel villain. Yeah. yeah. Absorbing man. The absorbing man. Yeah. Yeah. Traditionally yep. more of a Spider-Man villain, but still it was good yeah. to see him. And they they even had a scene because he, he old school. Oh, yeah. He had the ball, and, the chain. ball and chain. Yeah, <laughs> they, that was they awesome. They found a way to work oh, that yeah. in for one part of a fight scene. It's like, oh, nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Victor Creel. Um, can take on the aspect of any matter that he's that touched. He touched. Yeah. They have a very interesting twist on him where he's kind of an addict in this version. Right. Where the sensations he gets from, from materials give him a high. Yeah. And so he's always looking for more and more rarefied materials because he's sampled all the common stuff he mm. comes across. Right. So what his payment is is bizarre, strange, rare, right. materials rare materials that he's never experienced yeah. before. Um, which is an, an interesting twist. Mm-hmm. It gives them gives them kind of a junkie feel, right. or uh-huh. an addict. You know, need my hit, need my hit. It's got a right. whole big old wall of, ti- of little tiny drawers. little drawers, drawers. Of little samples of all the materials. Yeah. Um, but they have a lot of fun y- using his abilities really well. Mm-hmm. It's a great bit where uh, the army, who totally doesn't trust Shield, um, nope. um, hunting Shield and Hydra. Mm-hmm. 
uh, equally, tries to imprison this guy. Yep. And so they they do a magneto. Right. They put him in a big glass box so they can always see. The first thing I thought of was exactly what he did. As and soon I'm as like, I saw the box, you I'm know like, exactly you what he's going dumb? to do. He just puts his hand on the glass and becomes glass. Yeah. How his clothing suddenly became magically transparent, I have no freaking idea. We don't know. But apparently his whole body does, including his clothing. That's just a or maybe he got naked, which just well, no, because every time he changes, it's still the whole thing changes. And no, and all the other no, scenes, he it's was just, just him. him. Oh, really? His, his clothing clothes was not clothes. changing. Oh, yeah, maybe he. Yeah. Well, but do what you got. His clothes. He hid it where. It was a plexiglass you know, case. Th- no, there was times where he did change his clothes. Because okay. when he takes yeah. the car out, he actually becomes full yeah, stone full, or whatever. Well, asphalt, yeah. Yeah, but, so but even his, his clothes, clothes became so, so apparently he can control how much or little of whatever's in contact with Maybe he with got them. with the Fantastic Four and got his clothing made of unstable Maybe. molecules. Yes, absolutely. Anyway. Made um, of his own flesh or something. Who knows? So... They do really hit the ground running on this one. Yeah, it was a uh, good continuation of where they got to at the end of last season. Yeah. The seeds they planted with some of the mysteries of Sky's origin. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff that Garrett did when he got the high off the hit from yeah. the magic juice that saved yeah. him. He had the whole universal vision and started right. writing stuff in weird alien script. Yep. The item they're apparently going to steal mm-hmm. and they, they have a kind of a backdoor introduction of the Agent Carter series yeah. in this one because they start with a flashback of the freaking Howling Commandos, Commandos which was awesome that was and, cool that was yeah. cute um, Tangent they announced the, the same actor that plays Howard Stark in the Captain America movie has signed on for the, the uh, oh, Agent good. Carter series so we'll have Howard awesome. Stark that's cool um, good. but we have it. a flashback to Agent Carter, shortly after losing Captain America, cleaning up the last of the Hydra bases that they knew about. Yeah. Uh, finding the first 084. Right. right. Or 084 or 081? 084. 084. Mm-hmm. 084. So the mysterious alien obelisk. Right. That apparently turns you to stone is the implication because yeah. they, they see some Kills Hydra, people. Hydra yeah. people who've been turned to stone from touching it apparently. Right. And then for some reason, they want... Colson wants them to go get it back. Yes. Because um, it's deemed to be uh, horrifyingly dangerous, and it's this one more thing they don't want Hydra to have access right. to. It. All the stuff they've already stolen, and uh, all the tech and people they've got, um, they're trying to stem the tide. So they go in, Lucy Lawless guests on this one. <laughs> yeah, like I thought it was like Lucy Lawless has joined the cast. Yeah, that would be Not awesome. Not so much. <laughs> Yes, this is a spoilery uh, review. Yeah. So well, I mean, this is two weeks in arrears, and the, the, the character appears to not survive right. the episode. The episode after the comic book series. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. We don't have. Well, we, yeah. At, at the she end of the episode, it looks like looks she's bad. dead. Um, but also, they went to all the trouble of uh, chopping her so, hand so, yeah. off. Well, she she <laughs> stupidly grabs the artifact during the heist. Right. Import- Zena would have never done that. Yeah, this is not Zena. <laughs> no. Uh, it's one of those freaking Cylons. Anyway, yeah. the, she grabs the artifact worked. with her bare hand and, of course, starts to convert her to stone. Yeah. But at the same time, you get little glyphs that are raised up on the surface of it that mm-hmm. match this, the mysterious language that Garrett, Garrett was writing, was writing. and right. Sky has been studying. Um, 
Well, and that Colson wrote too. And Colson and also Colson wrote at the end of the last season. season. Uh-huh. The um, I, the implication there being that whatever the super juice has a connection puts, con- puts yeah. this in your yeah. brain because Garrett did it. And now Colson does it, it, and, and it's this on this artifact. Is, so these, is these showing. So the very first 084 is somehow tied into all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are definitely starting with brushstrokes of a much larger. Yes. Through line, all the way from Agent Carter, haha, what a surprise, through to today. And they made really good use of Creel. Um, mm-hmm. He was a very effective uh, villain in this, and good at his job. Right. Yeah. Um, made one mistake in that he assumed that the if he rubberized his, his hand, hand. Yeah. he'd be safe. Yeah, that was really kind of weird, especially after seeing what it did. Like you, you think he'd be like, "I'm gonna just pick up something else and grab it with something right. else, not me anymore." But I mean, I guess he's used to I like. I suspect that's I can... probably not gonna end well. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, 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 who knows? We we don't know the rules yeah. of the of the, the artifact. artifact. Yeah. So um, he, it's kind of neat that he he just did oh tire rubberizes his hand and yep. then picks it up make make my hand into a glove there you go neat yeah mm-hmm. um, oh one of the other things we haven't mentioned though I also you know big change in Fitz's character as well oh huge yeah. change who's recovering from the oxygen or, deprivation or indeed not recovering well he's conscious in the he has he, he's alive yeah, he's he has, alive he clearly has brain damage right. Brain damage. He's seen visions of Simmons, who has been yeah. The reveal at the end of the episode is Simmons left. She was entirely in his mind the whole time. You you thought she was there helping him. Yeah, and she is there helping him. But it's it's just the head version of her. Yeah. So Um, so his his own his brain. I mean, she is clarifying things for him, helping him finish sentences. You thought that it was her helping him. It's actually him. He's helping himself. Right. Yep. To but he's definitely he's impaired. He's not, not all there. No. And he's also hallucinating about yeah, and uh, having struggling, you know, helping the team out because he's supposed to be developing cloaking for them, right? And he can't, can't do get it. that, and so that thus it leads that to was, that. That was the secondary, the, yeah. the unspoken part of the mission is what they were really there to get, right? Was a Quinjet, right? With with retroreflective panels, yeah. Yes. So they had, they now have so their, their have stealth sort ship. Of cloaking, yeah. yeah, right. Well, and the dynamic around the team is completely changed too. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I mean, May is now um, Sky is. Uh, tra- CO, yeah. right. training officer, and uh, SO. obviously SO. Yeah. SO. And, and Ward is Ward is, is now in jail. Yep. So we yeah. see her Sky go this talk is, this to is, Ward. This is Beardy Ward. Yeah. Beardy Ward, who's trying to off himself apparently with everything possible. Right, so now right. they don't have anything in his cell yep. for him to off himself with. Yeah. No, he's, he's he's doing the Loki thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he's also he's Loki got he still has this it. weird fixation with Sky. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll, we'll speak. We'll Only speak to, to her Sky. and yeah. we'll reveal stuff to her in a measured manner. Yep. So he's actually useful, kind of. Um, and they have the moment of, you know, she she shuts the door on him just as he starts to say, well, I don't tell you about your parents. Yeah. Right. So he, he's got dirt on Sky's mysterious background. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and, you know, we'll see how she's maybe connected to the 084 and what's her, what are her alien origins and who knows where who they're knows? going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a slow burn. Yeah. Um, she's definitely more agenty. Yeah, in yes. this she's nice of, change with her character. Actually, yes, 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 so much better than not knowing how to shoot a gun, which any idiot can do. She's clearly in, in right. the intervening months has 
put the training in. Yeah. Is trying, yeah. to, trying to become more of what and they need. Basically, apparently they said, May is a better SO than yeah, whatever was yeah. because when Ward was training her, it couldn't even bother. To well, like. I mean, you we mentioned it before that her character was supposed to be the audience's bridge yeah. into the universe. We don't need that anymore. We don't need a bridge. It's yeah. like we didn't need a bridge for superhero movies. Like let's just. And Barry from the uh, IRC says, "Just gonna put this. I'm just gonna put this out here now, and say so I can so I can say I told you so later. Yeah, it's the scrolls. <laughs> now I would agree with you, except Fox has the rights right. to scrolls, right? Because of how they are related to the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. Yeah. So they they were part of that contract, which is why we had Chitari." And not scrolls, right? right? To have the ultimate universe version of scrolls right. for the Avengers movie because they wanted to use scrolls. It was they originally were scripted as scrolls, and they're like, yeah, we Fox has those. Yeah. yeah. So more of that contractual. Yeah, maybe they'll figure out a way to. Work yeah, or or it'll be a renamed race that is clearly the, the, the scrolls. The, the skulls. Yeah. The, the skull. The sc- yeah. scut rolls or something. Yeah. <laughs> scrolls. The scrolls. <laughs> um, so. We'll see where they go. But yeah, overall, it it's, was an enjoyable start and much more interested in it yeah. now than I was at this point last season. So. Well, and I also like how they're, like, Coulson knows that they're a ragtag put together. Coulson team, is clearly know? struggling. Yeah. yeah. And who, who, who suddenly has thrown on him the mantle of, you know, end of last season, you're the director now, Mr. Coulson. Yep. Right. Oh, and by the way, your organization is in tatters and yes. are, in fact, marked as criminals. And see ya. No funds, right. no equipment. Yep. Good luck. No, they're, 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 they're doing the whole having to scramble for yeah. resources thing. Well, they had to steal a jet. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so. And But they're talking about, you know, do we... You know, we got to repair the bus. The, yeah, trying to try and build our own. There's a device. little bit like you could almost hear in the background, like the beginning of the A team going, like the music dun, coming dun, in because they're on dun, the run. Dun. And Rogue's dun, dun, going. Dun, dun. Rogue wants to sing along. Bonkers. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so it was it was good. I'm I also liked uh, General Talbot. I think he's a decent foil for them. Yeah, I'm trying to place the actor. Oh, he's from Heroes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, he's awesome. I love uh, him. He's a great villain. With the sta- the, well, sev- villain, the seventies porn stash is throwing yes. me off. Totally throws you off. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but he's he's a good rendering of, of Talbot. Yeah. From the Marvel universe, always an asshole. Right. Um, always on the wrong side of everything for the right reasons. He yes. thinks yes. he's doing God's work, and but he's in fact it's just not just correct. Because he's inflexible. He's he's. Uh, he's got his orders. Oh God! In D and D. He's lawful good. Lawful good. He's lawful exactly. Good. Yeah. yeah. He, there's nothing but. He's a, this, he's a paladin in the yeah. worst he's a paladin way. Paladin in the yep. worst way. In yeah, the worst absolutely. way. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he won't see. He's not willing to entertain any other vision than the one he has been told, which is black, white, bad right. guys, good guys. good guys. Shield now bang bad equal, guys. equal, equal to uh, Hydra. Hydra. All cut from the same mold. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big part of the season is Coulson slowly winning him over through through actions. Through actions. Because so a guy like Talbot is only going right. to believe what he sees. Right. You or do. maybe not winning him over, but at least tolerating him until he really screws up. Yeah. yeah or, or just realizing, like he's hey, always... you're useful. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm expecting S.H.I.E.L.D. in its current form to get to the point where Talbot has a use for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And is willing to say, okay, we won't 
actively pursue you as long as you keep helping us destroy Hydra. Right. And then we will clearly turn on you once Hydra is dealt with. Sure. But until then, uneasy truce. Yeah. Um, I think that the, that will be the conclusion to this season. Probably. Will be they get off the most wanted list with the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. And that will be set up for the next season of, okay, okay, we're going to rebuild it a little better because we're not constantly on the freaking run. Right. Exactly. Um, little formulaic, but there's a lot of room for good storytelling sure. within those parameters. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's just overarching for the actual organization. You right. still have a lot of stuff going on with individuals. With individual but if they, if they keep up the, the pacing... The interesting storytelling and the tactical good use of Marvel Universe characters Mm -hmm. and being able to to change it from the absorbing man to this guy with... And they even have a throwaway line like, yeah, what's with the absorbing dude? Yeah. Okay, as a description of him rather than his name. Name. Um, So they really, they, they smarten it up a bit and dust it off a bit for television consumption. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, dumb on the page of a comic book, but could be made into an interesting foil in this series. Hoping to look at a, a monster of a week of the week. I'm fine with, mm-hmm. as long as they're fun, interesting monsters that move the, and we even have the ones that they planted the seeds of last week. We got Graviton. Right. And who's the other one? Um, the, the, Weather Wizard. Um, oh, yeah. That kid. Yeah. Yeah, the guy, the research guy. Actually, uh, you know, Weather Wizard is from DC. That's yeah. a Flash one. They've got him coming in there, too. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I forget which... which I don't know. Who yeah. Which, yeah. which yeah. dumb name, like, like yeah. Frost Guy or whatever. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so they've got a couple that they could dust off from the The meteorologist. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> I am the architect. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, looking good. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is one where, you know, if it were not propped up by the rest of the Marvel Universe, could stand on its own. Well, and it needs to this season, because like we mentioned last week, there is no Marvel movies until Avengers 2. So right. yep. it doesn't have... Isn't Ant-Man in there somewhere? I thought I thought Avengers 2 was, was okay. next. I think you're right. So, um, so yeah, unlike last season where they had both Thor and Captain America right. to kind of go, well, you really should keep watching the show mm-hmm. because we're going to tie it in and blah, blah, blah. Well, later in the year, uh, Agent Carter starts up so they could do yeah. cross-support. But it's not, it's not quite two. as big as like a motion picture. Right. So we'll see. And we already know that Agent Carter, you know, lives to be like 200 and, and yeah. has Alzheimer's. Yeah. So that story ends well. <laughs> <laughs> Went a little dark there. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh. So, uh, we're cheering for you. More more like that, please. Yeah. It is, in fact, all about us. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. When we return... Oh, crap. I totally forgot when I was going to see it. I was going to get forgetting here uh, late. late and doing things out of order, so I'll... I'll move things around a bit. Um, when we get back, Microsoft uh, and um, you know addition, subtraction, yes, numbering sequences, and yeah, that made total sense. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll figure it out uh, after I pick a song, which I had totally not done. <laughs> so since we were talking TV, just FYI, while you're picking songs, Errol, yes, next season starts Wednesday. Yes, the eighth. So. And then we're also close to uh, our friends 
with The Flash. Right? Yes. Another yes. week or two after that, Yeah, I believe. I believe so. All right. We shall return right after this. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Veronica Belmont from Vaginal Fantasy, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
Hello there, this is Bill Duran, the fitness geek from the morning stream, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. And the thing, what I totally forgot to mention at the top of the show, and also forgot to get rolling because I got here so damn late and I was in a big old hurry, uh, the first edition of Alpha Geek Video is ah, now up and running. Really? So you just go to AlphaGeekVideo.com, and then for the moment it just redirects you to a page within Alpha Geek Radio w- with the player. But it is uh, basically an attempt to replicate in video what we have built in audio. So it's an automated player that plays the video versions of the shows on the network. And then it's also very easy for a host to interrupt, go live, and then put it back again exactly the same way we do with audio. Audio. Nice. nice. Um, I I had the... Flash Media Live Encoder, all ready to go here, and then completely went into my normal on-the-air routine and com- and totally forgot. <laughs> so, future episodes of Casually Hardcore will have a video component. For Yay. now, you can go check it out. Um, right now, it's pointed at Ustream. Uh, long-term, we'll probably do our own CDN or something fun like that, but you can use the Ustream app to play it on your mobile device if you wish cool. to search for Alpha Geek Radio Livestream. And we'll see where that takes us. But I've actually got the server up and running, which was a whole saga unto yeah. itself. So are we archiving the videos then? Um, the individual hosts would be responsible for archiving their own. Gotcha. Is how that will work currently. Cool. If we move to our own content delivery network, we can enable all kinds of ways where that would magically happen on the back end. Magic! This is you know revision point five. Gotcha. This is, this is beta release of making sure crap works, but actually got it to the point where it's stable, has been running for a couple of weeks without interruption, without any intervention from me is the important part, where it runs, it receives the new episodes, it deletes the old episodes, incorporates them all entirely on its own, because I'm a lazy SOB and I will write scripts on the front end to not have to do the work on the back end. So that's what I've been working on. Seems to be working. Hmm. Next thing we'll be to see is, okay, now who wants to use it? So we'll start getting you guys some video shows with, of course, the audio simulcast. So if you're on a mobile device, you have your choice. But you can participate live no matter what. Whether nice. Be it video, audio, however you wish to die, how you wish to sup on the delicious feast that we are putting before you. <laughs> yeah, you suck on a you lot of feasts. S-U-P. Oh, oh. Suck. suck on. I thought you were going to go to the Tate. Sup on this, okay? <laughs> yeah. Go sup yourself. Wow. So Arrow actually starts Tuesday, and so does Supernatural. So Supernatural premieres Tuesday at 6 or 8 Central, and then Arrow right, I mean not Arrow, Flash right after that. Oh, okay, cool. So it starts a day before the Arrow. Arrow's cool. Go mm-hmm. Barry. Flash cool. Go Barry. Supernatural is like... Guilty pleasure type <laughs> thing, I think. Because, I mean, I can already sum up the season. So, Dean's going to keep something from Sam. Yep. Sam's going to keep something from Dean. Yep. And, and then they're going to get pissed at each other. To each other. I, actually, I'm going <laughs> to tell you that he's probably not going to keep anything from Sam because Dean is a demon. So, well, yeah. he's probably going to be an arrogant SOB and just be like, deal with it. No. This is what it is. He won't. You He'll can keep it from him. He'll Supernatural. Hide it. You just let me have Once Upon a Time. I'll let you have Supernatural. I like Once Upon a Time. You can't have it all to yourself. My daughter noticed the frozen Oh, that they're going to do a frozen thing. Oh, no. She was immediately transfixed. Elsa! Elsa! (laughs) 
And then, Anna! Ah! Big news! <laughs> and she was in the chair for the duration at that of point. Of course. Of course. So, Disney, you got the four-year-old demographic locked up. Yep. All right. So, from the news this week, mm-hmm. Microsoft had their press conference. Yeah. Where I was like, hey, cool, they're going to announce Windows 9. What? Windows 10. I, yeah. I was actually honestly expecting Windows 11 so they could say ours goes to 11. Ours goes to 11. Yeah. 11. They'll wait At that one. point, but still. So I think they're trying to force the whole every other one is good thing with this. <laughs> <laughs> but they did it wrong because the natural progression to nine would have been would've a good been one. Good. good one. But it's, it's, it, well, it's since kind of been revealed that there was actually an internal programming mm-hmm. reason why they skipped the number. Okay. Apparently there's a lot of legacy code out there where the detection scheme for what version of Windows you're running goes... If version begins with 9, then assume it's 95 or 98. Oh, ah. interesting. So, so they just not didn't want to write a million patches, figured they said we can't we cannot use that number. We'll just skip it. Now, it's weird because the the actual version number is, is like, you know, 7.01.32, sure. so yeah. I'm not sure how real this but they they did kind of a tap dance during the press conference of well, nine was so awesome, we just had to proceed directly to ten. Like, that doesn't make That's any sense. Stupid. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Microsoft. <laughs> nine was so awesome, we're just going to skip it completely. Because you can't see the awesome one. You we're going to give you ten instead. We're going right? to dump down I, the awesome. I, I for gotta, you gotta give props to the producer on this one. So there's a War Doctor version of Windows. Hey, <laughs> that is awesome. We tie tie it all together. Plus one, Gary. Plus one, uh, Gary. Big Gary. Uh, Any other Gary? Yeah. No, that was a. Yeah, that it was an interesting move. I'm especially surprised that if they ran that issue, that they wouldn't try to get away from the numbering scheme. But then again, when they did try to do that with Vista, it went horribly wrong, anyways. So like XP was a number anyway. Yeah. So who knows? I guess they, they want to stick with numbers. Yeah. Whatever. It's like Windows 7. Wow, that worked really well. Let's go to 8. Mm. <laughs> Maybe this number thing. Maybe we just need to skip a number. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's the numbers that make the version yeah. crappy. It's, yeah. But feature-wise, there's some interesting stuff they, there. They released a technical preview. Yeah. Um, much like they did for 7. Mm-hmm. And strangely skipped for 8. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see how that worked out, Microsoft? Drops mic. And <laughs> the... Reviews on that are very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing that Microsoft is promising with this, and if they can deliver on it, it's, again, one version off what they tried to do with 8 right. and failed utterly and are going to hopefully implement better with 10 is, depending on what device it's installed on, the interface radically changes. Right. So if you're on... A touchscreen device, it gives you the Metro-style tiles as your primary interface Mm. and will run things in a full-screen mode rather than a windowed mode, so like what you're expecting from a tablet. Yeah. Install the exact same disc on a desktop computer, and it says, ah, there's a keyboard and a mouse there. You get a very Windows Mm 7-like start menu with integrated tiles in in a way that looks really good. Right. Mm -hmm. And they will allow you... Right now, if something is designed for the tile-style Metro interface... It won't let you run that in windowed mode. Correct. It forces it to full screen. Users hate that. Microsoft said, we heard you. Yes. And you will now have a choice of running it in windowed mode like a desktop computer or in full screen mode like a tablet. You pick. You yeah. decide it's your computer. But 
neat things for the convertible machines where when you undock the screen, it becomes a tablet. It'll ask you, would you like to switch to tablet mode? Why, yes, I would. Right. And you get all the best parts of the interface that that DAXA loves on the surface when it's in tablet mode. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you put it back in the docking station yeah. and say, would you like to switch back to desktop mode? Yes, I would. And mouse and keyboard are now useful again. Right. Um, well, and the, the fact that the Windows Store, so where you get your apps normally for your tablet, like you said, would run full mode when you're on a desktop. You can get those same apps, and you can actually run them windowed. Yep. And you can minimize. You can do a bunch of different desktop features right. with it. Um, the other thing, though, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and then obviously they've, they're adding the multiple desktops, which is nice. not exactly new. Welcome but, to 1992 yeah, X Windows. But a good catch-up for one of the most beloved features on Macintosh. Yes. Virtual desktops. Finally, yeah. yeah. The the big promise they've made though is this is going to be across all right platforms, telephone through tablet. Yeah. Without regard for architecture. Mm-hmm. So if you're on an ARM style processor, if you're on an in, uh, Intel X64, right, AMD X64 style processor. It's going to be literally the same OS. Not just we're going to make it look the same. It is going to be the same operating system in one form or another. So the kernel underneath it all is going to be the same. That offers massive portability options for app developers. Because you write it once, you fire, and you forget. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it will be a shaved-down version that installs on something like a phone. It's a testament to how horrifyingly powerful those those devices have become. Sure. That they can even entertain this idea. Right. So on paper, that's sexy as hell. Yeah. Where single platform for everything, one OS to rule them all. Anyway, uh, just you know, you, you, no. you take the DVD and you put it in the fire for a while, and then the runes glow. Right. Oh, right. Um, no, no word if Minecraft's integrated though. Yeah. So. It's just it's an alpha state. It's alpha, and they yeah. only just purchased them. Right, right. That's actually the new desktop environment. <laughs> you have to pick you up have your, to pick your files. Yeah, you have to dig down you the have files to dig in the file. Yeah, that's that'd be awesome. Um, so we'll see. Right. It's Oculus Rift compatible though, so don't worry. The new startup sound is going to be. You're right. God damn it! Oh boy. <laughs> so, looks good on paper. Yeah. The technical alpha, very nice. <laughs> what? Sorry, I just got trying to keep your your the creeper away from your porn file. <laughs> 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 your little bit in your. <laughs> yep. Well, that'll make them pop. Them, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'll yeah, it's uh. It looks good. It's and again, it's it's consistent with what we've seen from Microsoft lately that yeah. they're making intelligent moves. They're listening to their right. customer and base, very focused on what the Xbox people want. Was kind of the leading indicator of that. Where well, they shifted back really fast on a lot of the based bad on the stuff. feedback. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So Absolutely. they clearly, I mean, you can draw a line when mm-hmm. Balmer leaves the building, right, and Nadella takes over. Suddenly, Things got head better. of Xbox, poink, and, okay, customers, we're going to give you what you want right. instead of what we want you, you to think want. You think you want, yeah. Uh, so suddenly there's an Xbox One available without the Kinect. Right. When a year ago it was, it won't work without the Kinect. It's, a, it's an integrated part of the yeah. Uh, environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, now for that type of corporate stuff, you just need to look at Bungie. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Um, Sad. So... 
here's hoping that yeah. that, that shift in their culture continues. I think it bodes well for the future of the company because the, the whole idea of we're going to make services that you will access across all these different devices, and we don't care. Did you buy a Google Nexus? Great. Uh, Office in the Cloud will still work fine mm-hmm. on that. It, it's, they're taking whole chapters and tearing them out of Google's playbook. Sure. And playing catch-up. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where it leads, but Windows 10 seems to be a step in the right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See how that works out. All right. Now, shifting over to Valve. What's up in the world of Steam here? Well, this is a weird one. Yeah, really, it's not Steam itself. Right. It's, it's more the publishers, the publishers uh, especially early access publishers, who are caught trying to get interest going in their games. So they're sending out review copies of things to basically anybody who says, I got a channel. I got a channel, or I, I do reviews of things. And, you know, the kind of balance that they're running into. But, yeah, there was an article on Polygon where they had a number of folks who were able to get basically free copies. And when they actually did research into it, it's like, these people don't have YouTube channels. They're they're not only do they not have them, but they're reselling the copies they got to other people, which is total douche. Yeah, that's, I mean... Because I I mean, from going, whenever we go to PAX, usually in the months before and the months after, we start getting a lot more, hey, do you want to review? And I only take it if I know I'm going to be able to play it. Absolutely. And there's been a few where I've been really interested. I just haven't had time. So I, but you had every good intention. Yeah. And you didn't go and and eBay the key. No, no. 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 And we always send them the link of when, of the podcast where Where we we reviewed that way they know that we actually did something about it. But yeah, we get tons and tons of offers. Yeah. I think I've only, Taking them up on like four. No. I mean, I got a thing for Endless Legend, which is one I was interested in, uh, which is part of the Endless series. This one's a, a 4X type of uh, fantasy, though. So more like Masters of Magic yeah. type game. Uh, but, I mean, there's been a few that I've been interested in. There's been a few we've discussed here. Uh, unfortunately, folks that do this will definitely make publishers a lot more hesitant to yeah. send out yeah. keys. Well, this is just indicative of a weird shift in the industry mm-hmm. because we're in this land now I mean do you remember back when getting into a beta was, was a big, a deal. big yeah. fat hairy deal you had to holy like, crap you yep. had to know somebody or you had to apply and fill out like almost a resume you were NDA'd from here to the oh, horizon yeah. yes. And you were tr- truly you were playing beta code. I mean, you would go in. It was terrible. And terrible, and you were filling up bug they reports. They were farming out their their and you QA filled out bug reports. That's the other thing yeah. too. You were an actual beta you tester. You were an right. actual beta tester because when I was beta testing Landmark, I looked everywhere for like submission form, submission yeah. form, and I could not find a freaking submission form. That's what the beta has become. Beta is now a public relations tool. Right. And then now we have this other version of it that Steam is pioneering, the the pay us money for early access. Early access. Which is another name for beta. Right. You want to be able to see what we're doing. Right. As we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So, you give us money. And again, even in those, it's very uneven if you're you know, giving feedback in bug reports or if you're just playing whatever the current release is. And we, and we and, hope you're going to talk about it on your YouTube you know, channel or yeah. on your podcast have or whatever. Because it's PR. Right. But that means you can't give out early release copies to journalists anymore because that code would have to be like crappy alpha code that you wouldn't want them to review. Exactly. Because you've repurposed the early release stuff for users to mess with. Right. So what now do you do to get a journalist's attention? 
and they're struggling with that. Sure. Of, okay, so now anyone who has the loosest claim in the world to being a games journalist is getting one of these because it's not really the early access it used to be. No. That's probably why they're so free. They're like, oh, we're giving it. It's PR, and just give it to them. We don't yeah. care. We want people in the game because we want them to play it and talk about it because this is an advertising exercise. And what your this article on Polygon is all about is the abuses of that yeah. very loose and free system. Well, and they're not getting the advertising they want. I mean, if someone is just grabbing a code and then selling it to someone else who's just playing it, but and ultimately maybe not someone adver- is playing it. Yeah, right. it's not going to who they who they Intended thought it would, but they don't to, appear yeah. to be monitoring it very closely. Yeah. And when, when anybody with a co- with a browser can go figure out that this person does not in fact have an active YouTube exactly. channel, no no checking was done. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, so. Yes, the people are right bastards for lying, getting the keys, and then selling them for cash. Right. That's just that's that's dick, a dick that's move. a mean move. That's like us. I mean, when we got those things at packs for the lol, I don't mm-hmm. play lol. I mean, no, so we, gave, we gave those keys I to people who cared. People who cared, yeah, who yeah. played lol. I mean, so yeah. I just, it's a well, and even riots learn from that. Like they, the the keys we got only were active for like five days. Yes, that's what so, I was like. Do it, do it and now. And <laughs> even this year, compared to previous years, not to get on a tangent about yeah. League of Legends, but in previous years they released the skins at PAX, and so they became this huge eBay market. This year, prior, like two weeks before PAX, they actually put the skins for sale on their store, and then PAX happened. You can get them for free there, but they basically made it instead of it making it this exclusive thing that people are paying you know, hundred bucks on eBay for. Here's it's here's now a free become copy of you could have. You bought. can already buy it on the store. So if you don't happen to go to PAX and you don't get a code for it, you can still buy it for the legit the well, two bucks that I it costs. So the most someone's going to get for it selling the card. Yeah, it would be the amount that the store is selling right. it for. Yeah. Which is awesome, I think, because well, the people who created it. it are the ones getting the money. It's mm-hmm. a, I think that's a great mm-hmm. way around it. I mean, again, it. No, it works this great. is why we can't have nice things, because now you can't have convention exclusives. Right. You can't have that thing you have in games like, whoa. No. Where did you get that? It's like, well, me, only me and the other people who went to PAX could ever have Well, this. I mean, I They had to water down its rarity because it was the rarity that made it desirable sure. as an eBay item. Sure. And that's so, the same thing. I mean, with here, where you have these people that are taking codes and then reselling them, it's just like when we were at PAX and we were at the Elder Scroll Online booth and they were giving oh, yeah. away a free in-game oh, pet God. and some guy comes over and took literally like 200, he took an entire stack of the cards, just grabbed them and well, walked the out. Well, the was busy talking yeah. to someone else. I looked over and this guy and his three friends yeah. came and each just grabbed a stack of them. Yeah. Now, you don't need 100 like pig. it was like a little pig. It's a pig. <laughs> you don't need a hundred pigs. You can only have one. So pig. obviously those things. How empty must your life be? Yeah. Exactly. That was just wrong. That was so wrong. It's so bad. And then I feel so bad because sometimes I'll ask them if I can have an extra one so I can put in the fan bag, you know, for when yeah. we come back. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel bad that I'm asking for an extra, and they always give it to me. But right. and people are just going up there and grabbing stacks of stuff. It's craziness. It's ridiculous. This is why we can't have nice. No. Nope. Exactly. From the article. Uh, To further prove the point, uh, I created a new Gmail account and edited a message from one of the fake YouTubers that they'd harvested earlier, sent it out to devs on the new releases and coming soon lists on Steam. I sent out 46 emails, which took me about two hours in total. In reply, I got 16 keys for 15 games worth more than $400 US. Yeah. That's how easy it is. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's error checking. No, they're not. And I mean, it's it's one of those things that... uh, it's just the way the dynamic works right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, not only that, 
But you figure Steam, and if they're only doing Steam, that's a very limited amount. Right. You think of all the stuff that's on iOS or any of the mobile devices, the amount of stuff we see on that as well, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But So, obviously, uh, if you're interested in getting into games journalism, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are developers willing to give you games to review. Yes, <laughs> so there, there is that plus side to it. So, sticking with, with the video games, when we return, yeah, um, the Barcade. Yes. Barcade. I also, um, you know, I don't think we had this in our opening crawl, mm-hmm. but I really am interested in talking about the Divinity one as well. Okay. Because that one is more of a, I think, a debate on Kickstarter itself. <laughs> Indeed. We shall return right after resting our delicate voices. <laughs> And a little double-clicks action for all you listeners. We'll be back right after this. This is Justin Robert Young from the Weird Things Podcast. And you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Leaving home for the first time You never knew the deals could be so dirty Never seen so many lies People hurting out from the inside You have the strength to save us You have the power to know right from wrong Spread the truth and set the unsteady Men in dark suits tell you people aren't ready
Hey guys, this is Andrew Allen from Coverville Records, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Casually Harker continues live on alphageekradio.com. As I take a sip of my beer, we will discuss a nostalgia-ridden article of Doom yeah. from Polygon again. This is an interesting one. So this makes me... I mean, I want to visit New York, but... I'll definitely visit these places if I go to New York, yes. which is the Barcade, where they've actually, and I mean, when I first read it, I said, this is Dave and Buster's. What, what do, what's special about this? Well, no, it's not quite Dave and Buster's. Because Dave and Buster's has modern cabinets. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, you know, games for today's kids. Yeah, well, it's all either racing games or right. dance games or shooting, shooting games. games. That's yeah. it, pretty or, much. Claw games, but I love shooting games. Yes, I like shooting games. They have their place, but it needs to be the throwback shooting games. Right. This is all about one man and the and the ducks. It needs. Well, that's that's (laughs) the duck hunt. But how how far throwback are you talking here? Early nineties. What shooting game was? (sighs) I don't remember. See, that's what I'm saying. The only uh, there's time crisis, but that was later. Um, no, Narc was an actual shooting. That was like a side scroller. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. um, there was one. I, uh, there was a couple I played. I don't know. I never really like shooting games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do like fighting games, and their newest arcade is actually a throwback to the early '90s, which means Street Fighter II cabinets, yep. which is ah. awesome. Uh, so, but yeah, it's actually, I mean, the pictures they showed was a of a, it's a bar, <laughs> and they had a, a large bar in there. They have some tables. They serve pub food. And then they have a line of arcade cabinets. Classic cabinets. One of them was very classic. So we're talking Moon Patrol, Galaga, Qbert, those type of games. Well, because that's where the article makes the point this is where these things got their toehold. Mm-hmm. Atari you know, realized that sticking even simple things like Pong into drinking establishments, right. the quarters would flow. Yeah. So they learned very early on, okay, we should get cabinets in these places. This was even before the idea of a standalone arcade existed because there weren't enough variety of games right. to fill an arcade quite yet. Um, but so it's put, where put a it Space started. Invaders in, yeah. in a bar and you're going to make rake People in the quarters. And you tested it out. Yeah. Is it going to do well? And and not only that, but you still see that today. If you go into a bar, most bars still have a golden Freaking tea. golden tea. Every bar. What the hell is the draw of the golden tea? Everybody Fries Electronics lo- has a goddamn golden tea. Everybody loves... I mean, I'm, I don't play golf. Neither do I. I don't play virtual golf either. I don't know. Golf games are usually compelling, though, for whatever reason. Like, I played Tiger Woods on the... We're going to have to Wii. agree to disagree on this one. Yeah. Dude, have you ever like bought and like played a golf game? No, like, I have no desire whatsoever. No, I'm telling you. Play one. Just try one on a, on a console of some sort. It is, I'm told the the, the Mario Golf on the DS is quite fun, so maybe yeah, I'll try that one. Yeah, it's it's all good. I don't know why. I don't even. I'm I'm not a fan of golf. I don't like it that much, but I've always found them interesting to play. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I played the the we the Tiger Woods the, the baby golf. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, you golf? played the little. Wee- nah, see that one's not real. Like when you're actually playing, where you're like out on the course, and it's very, you know. But you're not out on the course. You're looking at the course. <laughs> it's as close to the course as I want to get. <laughs> right. Because like, literally, my <laughs> my actual like real life experience with golf is uh, hit a ball around a lot, uh, put a bunch of snowmans on my card, and drink at the you know whenever the beer cart comes by. Nineteenth hole. Yeah. Well, no, there's a beer. Card that 
<laughs> and then you go to the 19th hole. But yeah, you're so yeah, because you got to stay loose. But it, it's a wonderful. The, the pictures in this article yeah. are worth going to see because they have a wonderful mm-hmm. shot of. Uh, the proprietor, but they have the big chalkboard with the high score winners. Yeah. Oh yeah, for the whole place, like right next to their like you know on taps. <laughs> it's perfect. It's awesome. But also, I mean, they have a berserk cabinet, and asteroids cabinet, mm-hmm. um, Total, classic yeah. Donkey Kong. So very throwback. They and so and then they've opened a second establishment, which is much more late eighties, early nineties type games, uh, which is great. I mean, that really to me is the heyday. Of the arcade, well, they're kind of preserving the the history. Oh yeah, of mm-hmm. these actual but I mean, physical cabinets. Oh man, that's just you have Street Fighter Two, Final Fight. Uh, they even made mention they had like a Michael Jackson Moonwalker cabinet in oh, there. God. I mean, these are just seminal games. Mortal Great job. So yeah, somewhere. definitely a cool place. Uh, if you're in the New York area, I, w- I would definitely go out of my way. I to, would say to check that out. Check it out. All right, now All right. you wanted to speak. On yeah. Let's skip over to this one. So this Divinity, is a, a yes. really interesting story. Divinity Original Sin, as I've talked about in the past, is one of the best games I've played this year. Uh, total throwback to uh, Baldur's Gate-type uh, uh, three-fourths looking down, tactical combat, heavy role-playing, uh, great job of using spell effects. It has set the new bar for how spells need to interact with each other. And... Just well, overall it's all about the interaction. Yeah, right? fantastic game has done monumental, great reviews. I think the lowest review I've seen is like a nine out of ten. Uh, they've made you know tons of money. They've done really, really well. This was a kickstarted game. Right. The uh, oh, uh, designer of the game, when they asked about, hey, if you're going to do another project or a sequel. Would you use Kickstarter? Originally said no, wouldn't use Kickstarter. I'm we we we've been very successful. That's for other people. Right. Now in this article has come back and said, well, you know, we've seen a decrease in funding of Kickstarter projects on on Kickstarter in the last year or so, and a lot you know analysts are saying this can be attributed. There is no big name item out there. There is no Wasteland 2. There is right. no Divinity. There's no uh, Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. There's no telling people to give up the yeah, money. To at least go out there and at least get on the site and, and encourage people to go out there. So now he's saying, well, maybe not because we need it to fund it, but right. more so to get the interest in people back in there and to... As a service to the community. As a service to the community. So it, to me, it's a real interesting question of what should Kickstarter be used for? Should it be used for those folks that couldn't get the funding any other way right. and need, but have this great idea or should it be by people that have the funding but have such a good idea and and use it as a way to get people to the site so that they can explore maybe other things? I mean, for me, I don't care how big you are. When you go for traditional funding, mm-hmm. you are automatically giving those people power over you. Sure. So people people have been criticized for using Kickstarter who had established careers and who could just show up and ask for funding from traditional sources. Oh, without a doubt. And I don't buy that argument because they're, they're, they're assuming it's a zero-sum game and that somehow them taking Kickstarter dollars is taking it away from somebody else. Right. That's not necessarily true. But also, when they get the funding from Kickstarters... They're beholden to those people. Right. 
There's no corporate overlord. There's no someone else who can guide the development of the project yeah. in a direction that maybe the creator themselves doesn't want to go. With well, it a lot less so. Lot I less still so. think there is guidance, but it, you're going to Kickstarter. You're saying this is the vision. If you like this vision, give us money. There's no negotiation about right. the vision. At there's that also point. there's yes. no danger of a change in leadership at whoever funded you. Right. And the new people are obviously saying, we want you to take this a very different, different direction. direction. Right. Absolutely. Development. Right. Because we've seen horror stories about exactly that sure. in, in television and game dev. And this takes away that danger. Yeah. And you're, you're also reducing or actually eliminating the need for creating a return on that investment. Uh, you know, meeting that, that certain being, that goals. That doesn't necessarily have to be the be-all, end-all. Right, all. right. We must ship something right. because we've put money into this. And we have to get some money back, even so if it's So ship it half-finished because yeah. we have this arbitrary deadline because right. Christmas is coming. You've already been paid. Yeah. Just yes. make the thing and release it when it's done is the yeah. theory. We've seen that go off the rails. Well, sure. We've seen stuff not be delivered, which is always the risk. So this yeah. isn't... No, no guarantee, but this is definitely free from big business, corporate, maybe out of touch with the the developer and yeah. the client. It's or free just, from all that just crap. different priorities than the actual it consumer. Because, it is because fans can be pretty rabid about their of course their opinions, opinions, and and something they really love. They but, can be but very they can be as rabid as they want in this model, and they have and no they actual have no power. Actual power. However, they do have power because they can always say, "Yeah, we did give you the money, but you know what's going to happen? We're going to go out there, and we're going to badmouth your yes. game so yeah. bad that no one else is going to buy it." But they will so eventually. You got our money, but you're not getting anybody else's money. Right. But the dev will release what they intended to make. If, yeah. they, made, if they made bad choices and, and, yeah. and they themselves yeah, are out of yeah. touch with their audience, that's a whole other danger. Absolutely. But this, to me, is one less cook mm-hmm. in there to possibly spoil the broth. So I would encourage them no, go back to Kickstarter. Yeah. Continue getting the funding from the people who love your product and. Yes, because you had a very successful first go-round, you could go for traditional funding. But why would you want to give somebody else that kind of power? Over right. You? Yeah, exactly. Right. And I've, I'll have to admit that when Kickstarter first started, we first started hearing about Kickstarter, I went in there a lot to look for all this. Sure. You know, I mean, there was a lot of things we talked about in our early shows that had to do with Kickstarter. Since Shadowrun... I don't think I've been in there really no, that often. I haven't, I haven't. I get the email from them saying, "Hey, here's some pro- projects," and I'll, I'll glance through that. But for the most part, I've kind of picked who I like for Kickstarter. So, Hairbrain Scheme put something up on Kickstarter. Chances Kickstarter. are, I'm going to give them money. Um, you know, I'm waiting for Pillars of Eternity, yes, but. After seeing how they have treated their Kickstarter uh, backers, which has been top class, I mean, best ever, they send me email updates, they tell me exactly where we're at in the project, what's going on, it's very well done. Yeah, if they make another game, I'll probably kickstart that. Um, If Divinity goes out and does a Kickstarter for a sequel because of how good Divinity Original Sin was, I'll definitely be interested in kickstarting that. I've heard great things about Wasteland 2. I'll have to check that one out. Same thing for Star Citizen is another game that started on Kickstarter. Uh, if that actually does pan out, then you know Chris Roberts may get money if he goes back to that well also. But other things, yeah, it, it takes usually an article on a news mm-hmm. site to say, hey, by the way, this Kickstarter is happening for me to actually go out and see what's going on. Um, 
But if some of these bigger names get back into doing Kickstarter uh, development again, I may start going to the site more, more and see mm-hmm. uh, other projects that are out there. Or at least, do you, I don't know if Kickstarter has this, but can you go and just uh, say <clears throat> keywords? You sure. Know? Yeah. You can search for things on well, there. Well, no, but can will they send you an email if, let's say, Hairbrain oh, Schemes ever puts anything I up? Know. I want. Yeah, that's a good I question. Email. That would be a great idea, because there's certain, obviously, there's certain producers that we'd back no matter what. Sure. So that would be yeah. beneficial. I mean, we've done that. I mean, we backed Penny Arcade when they did their Kickstarter yeah. to remove the banner. So. Yes. Stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. You know, and and. Uh, when we were at PAX, um, Mike mentioned that Thornwatch was probably going to go on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So that would be a big one. Absolutely, we'd kickstart that. Oh, that yeah. was an awesome game. Yeah. So it's an interesting uh, thing That's because I think, yeah. for the most part, I was really thinking that Kickstarter was meant for the, the little guy. And instead... Uh, upon reflection... It needs both, I think. Yeah, it, it serves both masters equally. Mm-hmm. It allows the nobody with a good idea to find their audience and it allows the established creator to free themselves from, from corporate overlords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say they should welcome we as the community should not criticize either. I don't care how no. big you are. If Steven Spielberg showed up and said, I want to crowdfund this because I'm sick of the right. people I have to kowtow to and changes I have to make in my vision, even at my level of creation. Right. And I think we can make a great thing that you'll love with your help. I said, bring it on. See where it leads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's certain directors that definitely are established that you'd think wouldn't need it. But, yeah, James Cameron comes and says, I'm going to make a real Alien sequel. We'd be like, yes, yeah, Mr. Uh, Cameron. <laughs> shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And... And I would love to see that kind of thing where they can free the because the number of times over the years on this show we have kvetched oh, yeah. about the Hollywood studio system pissing all over our favorite properties for the dumbest of reasons. Oh yeah, you know, you the, in the information age you learn these weird things about you. Know, why did Terminator Three get made? Yeah. German tax loopholes? What? And that turns out to be the actual reason. I don't know. know, I I could never wrap my head around the mechanics, but it's basically German investors sending millions of dollars to this guaranteed to not do very well movie movie helped them in a tax way. Right. So so it, it did. It happened. And we got yeah, the it is. Three. It's the producers, the producers, for real. It is the producers, totally. Yeah. So <laughs> when that kind of crap is going into the decision-making process, wouldn't it be great for good creators who have sure. stories to tell to be able to free themselves from that kind of shenanigans? Mm-hmm. Maybe so. bring back one of a million Fox shows that yeah. have been canceled for you no good reason. You could throw a dart and pick one. Yeah, at this Fox point. And, yeah, and, and you know, soon Gotham will be on that list. Um, thank you for, by the way, for talking me into boycotting it. Into I, not watching it. Yeah, no problem. No, no you, remind, you reminded me. No, no, no. You've been, you've been hurt before. No, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> not only am I done, but there's just too much other good stuff right. on. And there's too much other good stuff in the DC universe that's right. on that Elsewhere. it's not worth it. It's just, it's not worth getting my hopes up. To, and to all the reviews that I see from folks that I know on Facebook and stuff have been like, it's 
cheesy, but the Riddler and Penguin characters are really, really good. And so them versus Gordon, which right. and, and Jada Pinkett Smith's character right. as the up-and-coming crime lord. Yeah. There's great storytelling, but you're right. It's on Fox. It's yeah. not worth it's it. It's doomed. It's just it's not worth it. It could be the second freaking no. coming, and it would be doomed. Almost human, kind of. That Sour was, that was yeah, it. Yeah, that, because that did it for I me. Really, really, really enjoyed that show. I yep. love that show. So, oh well. Yeah. So, we were doing nostalgic topics with the Barcade earlier. Yeah. Uh, another bit of internet nostalgia here going the way of the dodo. This is uh, crazy to me. I don't think it's crazy. It's It's... it's, it's uh, it's not okay. It's, it's left over from the past. It does not yeah. get used anymore. This is Yahoo killing their Yahoo. basic Yahoo page. <laughs> yeah. well, again, Yahoo is still struggling with They the, killed their inner Yahoo. <laughs> shall always nourish your inner right. Yahoo. And, no. Yahoo. The original, um, yet another hierarchical officious oracle, which yeah. is what Yahoo actually stands for. Clever. Their... Page O stuff that they began in 1994. Just the yellow pages for the internet, the categorizing stuff, making it easy to find mm-hmm. before search engines were a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, worked. Basically. Or worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It worked effectively and couldn't, you know, when, before the Google revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, so basically, they're putting a knife in it because uh, nobody uses it anymore. No. So a big part of what the original identity of Yahoo and what made the company successful is going by the wayside, but they're still suffering from what exactly do we do? Yeah. I mean, can any of you tell me what does Yahoo do? News pages. I know they have their like main page mm-hmm. that has all the different kind of, it's an aggregate. Yeah. So it's an MSN. It's yeah. No, no, no different. It's, Nothing different. I they, mean, they don't, make themselves stand out in any way in this day and age. No. Can I tell you that I haven't gone to Yahoo probably in like 10 years? Like, I don't think <laughs> Yahoo's I've gone usually Yahoo. my kind of... One Flickr of my, is the only thing of theirs that I touch. It's my default. Maybe I'll check Flickr. if I need to like ping out to see if I'm yeah. connected. I'll ping Yahoo.com. Yeah, now you do the, the Google DNS servers, but... Yeah. So... Oh, that's what it looks it's like. It's an interesting story from the standpoint of, oh, a bit of internet nostalgia from 90s internet. And, oh, you remember when we would actually go to these, you know, categorizing pages and find yeah. stuff that way. Oh, it was, it was so cute. But yeah, totally, totally you know, irrelevant. Even back then, I never used them. No. <laughs> Alta Vista was always my oh God, kind Alta of Vista. Uh, yeah. search engine of choice until Google kind yeah. of won. Came, yeah, they won. Yeah. <laughs> Google wins. So, I mean, granted, I, I will give... You know, throwback to one of our earlier thing, Microsoft uh, credit for at least giving an alternative option out there. Not right. that Bing is super compelling compared to Google, but at least it's a different thing. I, I hate to see one company own yes. the whole thing. And we've, we've talked on the show before about the Google search bubbles. That the more right. Google learns about you, the less uh, unbiased the searches right. become. So you right. start developing a view of the world that's not necessarily a view of the world. Completely it's, true. It's, it's a view of your it's world. Them, it's them feeding you more of what yeah. they already know you like, which goes hand in hand with what you get on Facebook, yeah. what you get on Twitter, everything Just else. Just bit of advice: always do your Google searches in incognito mode or mm-hmm. in, in private mode. So yeah. They, so the, the search engine knows nothing about you, and you'll be surprised at how the different. difference mm-hmm. in the results. It's a good test to do. Do a search in regular mode where they can see all your cookies and your in your history yep. and all their history with you, and they can identify you. And then just open another window in in yeah. private or incognito mode, do the exact same search and see, see how, how vastly different change. the results are when they don't have Seriously. any opinions about you. When I went for midget clown porn, it was <laughs> totally different between the two. Like really. 
<laughs> you expect me to have anything to say to that at all? Because <laughs> one, you know, on one search you had midget clowns, right? And the other one, the screen was just really small and it said porn on it. Yeah, of clowns, but regular right. size clowns. Right. It's, it's all wrong and fastest in the wrong syllable. <laughs> And I hate you. There's now major clown porn. It's going around in your head. <laughs> in your head. Yeah. You're like, now what would that look like exactly? I'm just sitting over here. <laughs> oh, you know what that looks like. Oh, God. Anyway. Wow. So, moving on to a Disney property. Yeah. This one's about Star Wars Rebels, which has released and yeah and i have not seen but i still felt the article was worth discussing uh discussing because i looked at the art style the art style to me is completely unappealing yeah they seem to have gone in a very anime influenced cartoony direction now clone wars was totally cartoony in its way but it, but and it even what goes, do you mean in its way? It was cartoony, but, but it, it was matured. Yeah, it definitely matured over time. You would expect this to be a continuation of that, and it doesn't appear to be. I mean, even the the, the Twilight character looks off, and maybe yeah. we were just expecting more Clone Wars, and this is in fact a different team with their own take. And the article cautions, like you know, this, this is how we felt about Clone Wars when it first came out. True. And the the cause right now the animation looks very stiff. So did Clone Wars at the beginning, and as the voice actors and the artists and the animators got more familiar with the characters, and the characters became better understood by everyone producing them, it changed a lot. Yeah. You look look at Ahsoka when she was introduced versus the ending of her story arc. And number one, they made her go from kind of a really young teenager to a late teenager right. over that span. And was, she was radically different in attitude, how she was rendered, her fighting style. I mean, it was, it was good, a good change yeah. in the character as the character grew. So we're rewinding here to the beginning. But you look at the main character... Uncanny Valley, like crazy. There's just something wrong with his yeah. face. This is supposed to be a human character. Yeah, and the hair. It, it does super blue hair. He's Maybe he's part the Asian. Lead from Wing Commander. Well, no, Commander. he looks a little bit like the 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 Navi from uh, oh, Avatar yeah. in the mm-hmm. facial. Yeah, the nose. Yeah, flat nose, almost leonine. Uh, just. Feline. It's it's just uh, uh, that, and just uh, again reading through the article, the description. It's very trope heavy. casting of right. their their group of ragtag adventurers that they've put together. Now that's but the, I mean it's a that's kid's the show, negative. So on a whole, the article is very positive. Yes. Like these are the things that are wrong with rebels, and they totally don't matter, right? Because it's everything it needs to be for what they're shooting for, which is the pre-rebellion rebels, the people who are fed up and start to, in an organized fashion, stick their finger in the eye of the Empire. going at them. But at the same time, and I'll have to watch it, uh, but looking at the comments, there was talk that they kind of make the Empire comical, comical, which doesn't 
Keystone yeah. cops, yeah. Like, you yeah. can't have stormtroopers be the droids of the universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It no, doesn't work. Because the droids are the droids of the universe. Because the droids are the droids <laughs> of the universe, and they never should have been introduced into the universe, but they were, sadly. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. <sighs> yes, I'm in total agreement. I mean, on one hand, it allowed them in a children's show yeah. like... Clone Wars to have cannon fodder, right? Without there being wholesale slaughter, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and yet they they still murdered no shortage of clones. No, no, Clone clones died a yeah. lot in that I show. Mean, they were they were knocking them over like bowling pins at some oh, yeah. points. So they weren't afraid to kill people, but there's always that little bit in the back of it. Yeah, they're not real people. They were grown in tubes right, and things. Right. You know. And they also addressed that whole It's okay to kill stigma. not people. Though I actually, I mean, in, in their defense though, they even had entire episodes that were exploring the notion of are these clones really people? Right. Do, where, you know, can they evolve into their own identities even though they're all based on the same and DNA data? And they all have data. control chips in their heads yeah. and it turns out execute Like the one 66. that one started a farm yeah. like on some planet. I mean, it was a great episode. So, Broke his programming basically. Yeah. Um, I'm glad... I mean, it, it seems like this is their freshman effort. Sure. And, but I'm, I'm glad it's not being decried as the worst thing ever right out of the no. gate. I'm glad there's storytelling happening in this period in the Star Wars universe because there's interesting stuff. They have, they have the token Jedi what escaped the slaughter. Right. I'm just kind of bummed I was hoping that their Jedi character was going to be Ahsoka. Yeah. Because it would be a perfect... MacGuffin, right, right. To have her show up as because she wasn't a member of the Jedi Order during the Order sixty six, so she got off on a technicality, exactly, and may not realize that Darth Vader is in fact her old Sky Guy, yeah, uh, which would be a wonderful reveal right. to have during the course of the, um, because it'd be really cool to have Ahsoka be one of the founding members yeah. of the, not only Alliance. a reveal but then a, a total tension between the two characters, right? Of a reveal like, and then, hey, I want you to come with me, and her going the first uh, person trying to bring Anakin right. back to the light, right? Mm-hmm. Her, and we, and, we and know Anakin she, trying to bring her to the, the dark, dark side, side. Like, yeah. yeah. You are my future, your yeah. pat, my past yeah. and future Padawan. Come, let me show you what I've discovered, right. Great stories there. And they may yet Maybe. sneak her in later, but I was hoping she was going to be a regular character. Yeah. But anyway, there, there may be... I mean, it's the same production company. It's not a matter of rights or anything. They, they well, have no problem with saying we own those characters, sure. too. So. Well, yeah. But I mean, I think at the same time, it's good to see them move to this time period because we had... Prior to the reboot of ep- or the the launch of episodes one, two, and three, the favorite time period was Empire. Right between uh, Star Wars or New Hope and Empire was right. their kind of sweet spot. Or how do we get to Hoth? Yeah, and then th- once you had episodes one, two, and three, the favorite time was during episode two, the Clone Wars. Right. So uh, all lived like what was this war actually like? Because right, we, we skipped right over it. Now we're finally hitting that period between episode three and four it's like how did the how did we go from the empire triumphant right to, to stormtroopers tie fighters star destroyers all these things yeah. where you sort of saw some designs that would like it but i mean come on now that was some pretty radical changes yeah. in their ship design by the time they get to a new hope yep yeah. and how did how did this group of people organize against the evil empire mm-hmm. 
to the point where they they are they are a thing. Know. They're already rolling as an organization when we meet them in New Hope. If you played Force Unleashed, you know exactly how it happens. <laughs> yes, well, the first of many secret Padawans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who the hell doesn't have a secret Padawan? Jesus. Like, you got to have your secret Padawan. Yeah, I mean, you're so, nobody if you don't have your secret Padawan. What I'm expecting also from this is some tie-ins to Episode 7, 8, 9. Oh, I'm sure. Um, there have already been indications that the, the ongoing villains, the Inquisitors, the Sith Inquisitors, yeah. in the... Uh, rebels mm-hmm. will be the, the the bad the baddies that they're fleeing most of the time. One of them will be the main antagonist in episode seven potentially. Okay, a uh, lot of lot of data mining and fan speculation putting bits in, and it may just be that they used the word inquisitor in both frameworks, but they mean very different things. The writing teams may not actually be communicating with each other. Yeah. The, the idea of the Sith Inquisitor has been around for a long time. Sure, both as an individual. And in Rebels, it's supposed to be a group that's been there the whole time, kind of the backup squad for the actual Sith. Um, we'll see as the story unfolds. It'll be interesting to see where they go, yeah. considering most Star Wars fans are expecting Thrawn, so it's a yeah. tough one that they're going to have to live up to if they're not going with that story. Where are you going to go then to make me interested? I was listening to an episode of Sword and Laser uh, while driving around the other day, and they had Timothy Zahn on, uh, mm-hmm. and they they t- touched on um, the whole you know the Star Wars people know you most for the Thrawn trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they asked him about the you know the, the announcement that the extended universe is no longer right. necessarily canon. He was a little coy and and careful in his answer, and made sure to say, well, they they've indicated to me that you know they while they have moved. The existing extended universe to the bottom drawer. Right. They will canon will it reach into the drawer and promote certain things back to the oh, top sure. drawer. The, the bits they do want from the EU. Um, hmm. We'll see if any well, of his creations, you know, whether, whether we're going to see Amara Jade or his is probably the biggest though. I mean, there right. is yeah. no extended universe stuff that's been as prevalent as his creation of Mara Jade of Thrawn. I mean, he Thrawn appears in the damn tie fighter game. I mean, he's your commander for a bit of that. It's yep. he's mm-hmm. that prevalent of a character that he's crossed media. Cause he's Cause good. Lucas and Lucas also blessed them as, as Canon at so. the time when he, when at he was, time, in, when, when he, he owned it, he blessed them when so. he thought that seven, eight and nine would never get made. Right. Even though, I mean, the Zon books were almost written in screenplay format. It felt like, <laughs> like these are, here's three movies we can do. Yeah. And, but Thrawn was great. And Zon was saying this in his interview. Why, you know, he was asked, why do you think he was so popular? It's like, well, cause he was he, awesome. He thought, circles around our heroes. Yeah. And he wasn't just a mustache twirling. <laughs> he truly cared about his troops. Right. He thought what he was doing that was, was the, the right thing piece. to yes. do. He was and human. He was a, and he for an alien, for an he alien. was a very human enemy that thought he was right. And was genius level tactician. Yeah. And he wasn't, yeah, and like you said, he wasn't a complete douche doll. He wasn't Darth Vader, I'm going to walk in and choke you if right. you failed me and go through 10 admirals in, you know, Empire. Admiral Three, Piet. But still. Uh, Admiral also. But yeah, I mean, there's that great scene where, like, they let the Millennium Falcon get away in the books, and he goes up to the guy and goes, What'd you do there? And the guy's like, Oh, sweating it. He goes, Well, I tried to, you know, reconfigure our deflectors to do something i don't remember the exact 
uh, scene. But he I did something that didn't work. He did something, but he tried something. And he goes, I like that. I like the fact you were willing to try this. It's an interesting take on, oh, and could be uh, beneficial in the future. So go work on that. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, my God, I love you. I will follow you to the grave. Right. He inspired that level of loyalty from his group. So, For instead of finding the worst in the situation, he found the best part of his situations. Right. Well, it didn't work. They got away, but you tried really I liked really where hard. your head's like, at. Yeah. I like where you're heading with that. Well, innovation, you know. I think that's I mean, called it's leadership. It's a spark of an idea, yeah. which a lot of places lack. You know, yep. places are very quick, you know, and the evil villains are very yeah. quick to, like, smack you down when you're wrong, but they mm-hmm. never tell you when you're right. right. And I think that's and something Thrawn that Thrawn was, great like, job an amazing that. leader that, yeah. in that. No, it was really well written, and he was also asking, you know, which characters would you bring back if you you were making the decision? These right off that. Oh, Mara Jade. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. She was a great character. Thrawn and Mara Jade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those characters were excellent, and and uh, Talon. Talon yeah. Card was a great oh, yeah, character yeah, 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 as well. Yeah, yeah. God, it's been forever since I've read those. Yeah, books. yeah. I, I was encouraged by that interview to kind of go dust them off and, and read them again because oh, yeah. I remember really loving them. Those were great. The follow up series. Um, Oh God! What were they called? Shadows, shadows of the past, mm. visions of the future. That was good. wasn't quite as good right. as the first three. Well, because he was basically serving us up the next three movies. Yeah. That we w- wished we wanted. We wanted yeah. right away. Yeah. Uh, Those were the movies we wanted. The movies we got, mm-hmm. not so good. But I'm glad storytelling in the video realm is still happening in the Star Wars yeah. universe in under the new regime. Um, I'm sad that. Clone Wars had to be sh- cut short, yeah, because of the the change in leadership. I'm, I'm assuming there's all kinds of weird politicking going on there. Where we there's a lot of good stuff in the Clone War animated yeah, it, series. Yeah, it had an okay ending released to Netflix that kind of ties stuff up. Yeah. They've already released stuff to the internet that says here's you know some grand plans we had and right. had to throw away, half completed. Yeah, the voice acting was all done, partially animated. Uh, yeah. No, I want more. Um, but it really, what Clone Wars did most for me is made me hate the character of Anakin Skywalker less. Yeah. No, they, they again, made him so much oh, more yeah. understandable because they showed the gradual fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just but the occasional only... bad decision and morally right. questionable gray areas that Obi-Wan often joined him in. Right. And watching him... Influencing Ahsoka in a negative way, right. teaching her all the bad lessons about not. But always for the right reason. Always for the always right for reason. The, right the road to hell is paved with what? Good intentions. Uh, it so. was, but it was great, and that way, even the Clone Wars movie. When I first saw it, it was cheesy. You had droids. It was silly. It was, it but was the zero character, I can't. I can't really forgive that. Oh God. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> But the relationship between Anakin and Asuka in that movie even was great. It finally made you go, oh, my God, I see why people like this person. Because he's such a douche in the movies. You're like, why does anybody even Even give a damn about this person? Oh, it turns out he's a really good tactician. He's a great tactician. He's a good leader. He cares for his Padawan beyond... You know, the light. He right. actually goes to the dark side to take care of her mm-hmm. at certain times in the animated series. Yep. Uh, and it's, you know, it makes him an understandable character. Right. Much more Which relatable. is great. Mm-hmm. Which is what, what, he, what he was lacking in the movie. Horribly so. 
Um, yeah, why uh, Padme wouldn't be like, you're psycho, I'm out. Yeah. Yes, in the movie, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. By midway through episode no two. No sane woman would date that guy. No. Yeah. She would have to be insane. Like, as soon as he came back and said, like, I murdered the sand people children, he, she'd be like, okay, ah. I'm going to go over here. I'll be right back. Right back. Obi-Wan, give me out of here. Get a strike team in here. That. Wow. Mm. All right. Uh. So all you out there in the world who are uh, railing against everything we've said today and have strong <laughs> opinions and want to tell us how wrong we are, looking at you, Barry, uh, get your copies of Skype ready. Uh, we'll have a short interval during which we can take your calls. We got started a little late today. Yeah. Because because me. Reasons. Because reasons. reasons. All right. There's a little uh, Gojira action for you with the double clicks. And then we shall return to take calls and discuss whatever's on your minds. We shall be back right after this. Bye-bye, radio people. Bombadida, 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 Bombad